1: with Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Wednesday, January 27th, 2021, season 16, episode number 95. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break. We are live from SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. We are presented by GEICO. I got Nick in here with me. I got Amber in here with me. Dave is still remote, so he probably feels a little left out, but it's feeling, uh, it's feeling a little more like, like normal having all three of us together and being able to talk a little Cowboys football here for a little bit of time with you guys today. Today we're going to focus in on the offense. Uh, we're going to do a series here, and, and uh, over the next few shows, we're going to dive in a little deeper on each position. Uh, today, starting with the offense, uh, we'll get to the defense in a future show, um, but we'll go through each of the positions. I have two or three questions in each uh, category that we all will discuss and, uh, and see what our thoughts are on this offense and where it stands um, and how the Cowboys move forward going into 2022. How's everybody doing today? Good. we're Good? Amber, good? See Wonderful.
2: You. Awesome. see, yeah.
1: Same. Awesome. awesome. Okay, so let's jump in. And as I looked at the offense, just to give it a, kind of a baseline, um, as bad as we thought this all was, was going at the moment that we saw Dak Prescott on the field at AT&T Stadium, Um, They actually ended the season offensively right in the middle of the pack. Uh, They were 14th in total offense. Uh, the interesting part is they were 8th in passing offense. They ended up with uh, averaging 260 yards per game, which is pretty good to say you had a backup quarterback in some games where you had the backup to the backup. Uh, they finished 17th in rushing, 17th in points scored. This is the interesting part, and I think it's probably no surprise to any of us. They were 27th in turnovers lost. That was their big Achilles heel, not just as the offense, but as a team. Let's start first talking about the quarterback position. Now, assuming Andy Dalton's value is too high for Dallas to keep him what do you think they should do at QB two? Uh, keep Garrett Gilbert, develop him. Look at Ben Janucci, or go out in free agency. Let's start with you, Nick. <laughs> no, I'm not doing it. I know what you're thinking. Uh, of
3: course, what I'm thinking. But here's why
1: we're not. Here's why we're not going there. We talked about it last show. We talked about it the show before that. We'll probably take a it's, whole show to talk about it coming hard. up. But we got to talk about right. the other things around it. this quarterback I position.
3: It. I mean, it's just obviously it's tough. Yeah. It's tough when yeah. you're when you have so many question marks at the first spot. You know. Uh, no one ever really says let's 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 look at the second game That's, of the season yeah. <laughs> and worry about the first. Yeah. Um, but
1: I, we have to in this in- instance.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I think. I think it was valuable to have. I mean, obviously, so I mean, I, I'm looking at that type of quarterback. I, I think that that's kind of what what you need. Um, I think you need to bring a, a, a veteran in here just because because of what we saw. We saw that Dak does get hurt and he does miss games, and so when that happens, you want a veteran in there. And then let's just say that it's Dak isn't the quarterback for whatever the reason. Uh, even if they bring, you know, say they draft someone, or they bring someone else in, I still think that veteran presence was needed there. Uh, so, I, I yeah, I would try to get Andy Dalton back if that works, or somebody like that that's had some starts.
1: Amber.
2: That's just really tough to answer right now because you don't really know exactly what's going to happen with Dak. And then, how much money are you going to invest there? And then, at that point, how much would it cost to get Andy Dalton back or a veteran guy back? But if we were to take the money aspect out of the equation and just look at it, obviously, yes, of course, you want to have a guy with the experience that it's able to. Like, I'd be happy with Andy Dalton. I thought he did a, a pretty decent job given the situation. But When you talk about um, Gary Gilbert and also Ben DiNucci, it's tough because we didn't really get to see much of them. And usually, you know, we go to practice and we get to get a better idea. But this year it was just so different. Even though there was still a portion open to the media, it's still very hard to judge. The quarterbacks get out there later than the rest of the team. So it's like me personally, I don't quite have a full idea of what these two guys uh, could possibly do for you obviously the Cowboys should have a better idea but we'll, we'll see what happens there I'm really curious I mean right now with all these other veteran guys that all this trade talking that's starting to surface recently it's just getting really messy and it's just getting really interesting so the Cowboys get a better have a plan and soon and start figuring out their moves and not wait to the last minute
1: Dave
4: um, I don't think it's hard at all. Like, regardless of what happens with Dak, I think the Cowboys hopefully learned a valuable lesson about the benefits of having a capable backup quarterback. It's the first time they've really spent the money on one in a long time, and it paid off even better than it has in the past, in my opinion. Um, I would certainly love to have Andy back, and honestly, it kind of works in the Cowboys' favor that the quarterback market looks so crazy right now. Uh, you know, there's... there's Rumors about half a dozen big-time quarterbacks getting traded. There's guys hitting free agency. So maybe maybe Andy Dalton's market isn't as robust as we think it is. So I would certainly try to bring him back. If he's too expensive, I would look at other experience options. Robert Griffin III comes to mind. He was recently released by Baltimore. Uh, Tyrod Taylor may be looking for a new place to stay now that Justin Herbert's the man in Los Angeles. I would absolutely try to get somebody like that. If that doesn't work, you can always sign Garrett Gilbert on the cheap, which is something—actually, Well, you don't even need to sign him, you just hold on to him. Um, That wouldn't surprise me at all, given this team's cap situation, the amount of money that they might have to spend on Dak. I would not be shocked if, if they go forward with Garrett Gilbert because he's cheap, but I hope they don't. I hope they go spend some money and keep somebody experienced.
1: Although we've heard uh, from, from different people on the team that, that DaX recovery is on schedule and he's doing the things that he should be doing at this point, because he is coming off a really, really huge injury, um, do you think Dallas should consider paying what would be, I guess, near market value uh, for an Andy Dalton on a one-year deal if he were willing to do it? Like would you be willing to pay him 27,28 for a one-year deal? Knowing that Dak is coming off this injury and, you know, not to say that that this is what they've said, but let's assume that he's not quite back right and you got to start the season with someone else. Do you think it's worth it in a season like this to, to maybe pay that extra money, Nick? That's a lot. I mean, you're talking about signing Dak and then that? Well, you'd have to do something. Like you got to do something with Dak. Either you got to give him the oh. franchise tag, or you got to pay him. I'm saying, in addition to that, is it that important? Knowing no. that he's coming off this injury, is the quarterback position that important? Where you're saying, hey, for one year deal, we might have. To and even if it wasn't Andy Dalton, let's assume it was one of those other guys that that Dave just mentioned. Is it valuable? Is that position so valuable? And are you? Would you be so concerned about where Dak is and how ready he will be at the beginning of the season that you say we got to go out and get a capable quarterback to give us a little more insurance in a year like
3: this? Well, I don't think you can do that. I don't think you have the money to do that, and I don't think you need to because we saw that when Dak went down and Andy Dalton comes in, it, 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 they're not as good. So $27 twenty-seven million, twenty-five million, whatever that number is, I mean, I don't think that's a lot of money for somebody that you know is going to be down. I think it's. I think you. You, you you know it's more about f- f- 5 million you know i mean and 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 that's that's the best that you that you really can probably do there i mean this is going to be a tough situation but from the cap. I mean, it'll be tough for a lot of positions. I mean, they're, they're probably – they may not even keep their long-time deep snapper because they can cut his salary in half. We're talking like a half a million. It's going to be that tough wow. with, with dollars and cents. So I don't really see how you can really – I mean, if you're going to pay Dak the money, then you just have to expect that he's going to be really good. And if he gets hurt, you know, it is what it is like it was last year. Yeah. Amber.
2: Absolutely not. I mean, you, you just cannot do that. You have so many other needs that you cannot just put all your money into the quarterback position. I mean, there are so many issues on defense, and I'm trying to get not just draft. I mean, I know we keep looking at the draft right now, but we need some veteran help on defense, and you need to go get someone through free agency. It might not be a splashy name or, like, fancy name or anything, but at the same time, you, you have – to invest through free agency, a veteran guy on defense, and not let it be a bust like the many free agency uh, free agent guys that the Cowboys got last year, and then you got to let go. How many? Like three or four of them. You had to let go of them, and it, it didn't work out for you. So, and uh, no, there there is absolutely no way that I see them doing that. And it no, no.
1: Okay, Dave.
4: I straight up don't think it's possible. Like Nick said, um, I mean, assuming you're somehow paying Dak Prescott, whether tag or contract, you know, the cap, uh, we all know the cap's not going to grow. It might even shrink. We don't have the final number, but it's going to be somewhere like somewhere in the range of like one hundred and eighty million, I think. So if you're talking about the going rate, like like you said, twenty five, twenty eight million for a quarterback you're sinking 40% of your cap into one position, it's, it's just, I don't think it's possible. Not with all the other things. Not only the needs this team has, but the contracts they're already on the hook for. I don't think you can do it. And that's kind of my point is if Andy's price is too high, then you got to go find the other Andy, like the other quarterback that's willing to pay for, play for $3 million because um, I don't think you can afford that even if you wanted to.
1: Okay, so here's a, another question, and this kind of got brought up. I think last week we started hearing that the the Detroit Lions are are looking at trading Matthew Stafford. They uh, they're going to mutually agree to part ways. Is is the way the report is going? Is there a scenario where you would consider trading or trying to acquire a veteran like Matthew Stafford um, and trading Dak? Uh, Because I think to this point, we've kind of all assumed Dak's going to be here. He will have either the franchise tag or uh, he will have a long-term deal. Is there a scenario that could make you rethink that with someone like Matthew Stafford, who you would consider to be, I think most of us would consider him to be a a good quarterback in this league? Would you look at a scenario like that, if you, or what would that scenario be that would make you want to look at that scenario? Amber?
2: Well, I'll let Dave and, and Nick answer that because I know that that has a lot to do with money and the cap and all that. And, you know, that's not my area of expertise. But me personally, I would try to do everything that I could to get this whole Dak deal done. I, I like Dak. I, I like his projection. I like the way he was going. I don't think that the injury is necessarily going to affect his future and the way that he performs. So I think that he has a really nice future, and it could happen here in Dallas. But at one point, you have to... Are you going to be committed? Are you going to commit or not? If not, then move, go away. Fair Live your enough. life separate ways and move on, you know? But it's a, I think that the Cowboys and, and Dak are at that point where it, it, it cannot be just under the franchise stack. You have to make a commitment, and if not, then then okay, let's just figure out our future now, even if it, that's parting ways and moving on. But, but preferably stay with Dak, but with these other guys, I mean, those are great options. But, again, you have to make a decision very, very soon before you can even explore those options.
1: Dave.
4: I'll just say this. Um, I think the idea, I, I think it would be stupid. I think it would not, I don't think it would be a good idea to trade Dak for another quarterback. Um, I made the point on Twitter last week that, you um, Cowboy fans would hate Matt Stafford if he had put together the resume that he has right now with the Cowboys. No playoff wins, uh, very rarely making the playoffs. Don't come at me acting like he's never had talent because he played with Calvin Johnson, so I really don't want to hear it. Point being, like, there's a whole heap of evidence that says Matt Stafford is not necessarily as good as Dak Prescott, and he's on the way down in his career rather than the way up. Having said all of that, the reason that I say this is I do think the Cowboys need to make a decision about whether or not Dak is their quarterback, like in the next eight weeks. It doesn't benefit anybody to do another tag season, like jumping his salary all the way up to $38 million, crippling your cap. By the way, you can't keep him on the tag next year, so you're in the same position. So you either have to sign him for what will likely be an even more absurd contract next year or let him walk for nothing but a comp pick. Sounds like a terrible idea, in my opinion. So just make that decision right now. Sign Dak to a long-term extension. Or, yeah, I mean, if they decide they want to deal him to Detroit, I don't, I can't even begin to imagine what that would look like. But I hope, I mean, Dak is too good to just trade him in, like, a player-for-player trade. I would hope I'd get some compensation coming my way. I really don't like that idea at all. But... I would rather I would rather trade Dak and just try to start this thing over with a new quarterback than play this thing out again on the tag because I don't think that benefits anybody.
0: Nick, yeah, make a no. boatload of money.
3: Yeah, the uh, what's the emoji where your head's exploding like <laughs> that? That's what, is that where we are? I think so because it, it's tough because you know the, the timing of all this is, is like. You know, like Dave said, I mean, you need to make the decision. You know, they both said that. You know, make this decision sooner than later. But you know, I think you are going to try to get this thing done. You try to get it done before you have to tag him. But if they don't get it done and you do tag him, then then what? Then that's when who's available? You know, what, what are some of these guys that you wanted? to maybe get I mean are they are they still going to be available Is, do you do you throw your hat in the ring for free agency do you start trading them? I mean there's just so many so many options I mean I my preference would be to try to get to sign him but you know I, I do get annoyed with the people and I, you see a lot in the media that are like like they the Cowboys are just not signing him like like they, they just don't want to sign him like what are they waiting for type of stuff when in reality it's just two sides to this and you know it's it's kind of funny with that this whole fourth-year, fifth-year thing has been a deal for two years. I mean, you know, two years ago, Dak, Dak had a chance to, to sign a deal for $35 million for for He could have done it for five years, but he wanted the four. Now here we are. He would be – he'd have three years left on that thing if he would have done that, you know, and, and gotten a lot more money out of it. So I get it that, that he's trying to – you know, it's, it's a pride thing, and you're trying to be, you know, up there high, but um, – if I'm talking in circles, it's because I am. I'm getting dizzy just trying to figure this whole thing out. I I don't know. I mean it's the Cowboys have to come to you know, down towards Dak. They realize they can't win without him. And Dak should realize,
1: yeah, bud, you get hurt. You get hurt sometimes. And Well, but I don't I don't know if that's I mean, that's I look at Dak he should and come. I don't look at him as a guy that gets hurt. Like that that was a one time thing. He's been very, very healthy before that. So do it again so, and see what happens on the tag. What happens yeah. if it happens again on the tag? Well, here's the deal. If he's on the tag it's beside the point anyway, because yeah, he's, he's gonna though. be a free agent next yeah. year. Right? And so you you basically so, at that point got to pay for okay. market value that and you're competing against here's everybody. That's a question for yeah. everybody
3: then. That being said, would you rather a guy like would you rather have Dak Prescott for one year, a disgruntled Dak for one year? I mean
1: I don't think Dak would be disgruntled, to be honest with you. you he would think? be he would be a free agent after this year. So I think he probably looks at that and says Okay, okay great. Give me thirty eight for this what year kind of and team, I'll see what happens what next kind year. of
3: team leader do you have
1: when you know he's out the door? You know he's out I, the door. I think Dak. I think Dak and the kind of person he is. I think he will still be a great leader. I, 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 there's nothing I've seen in I, Dak that suggests to me any, any otherwise.
3: Okay, you got Dak for one year, or yeah. you or you have a Matthew Stafford or somebody for two years. What would you rather have? See, that's that. And then I would rather have Dak, Dak
4: Prescott. I'd rather have. I'd I'd rather have Dak be my quarterback. But that's my point. Is like that doesn't that does nothing for me. Like what? unless you can guarantee me they're gonna. Unless you can guarantee me they're going to win the Super Bowl, it's a a waste of time. And that's like, I want Dak to be the quarterback of this team. But if you're telling me we're heading for another tag year and then free agency after that, then just rip the Band-Aid off and do the deal. honestly. And and like I said, I think it would be a stupid decision, but at least you have long-term clarity.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. And I I look at a guy like Stafford, I, I agree with Dave. I don't think Stafford is... I don't personally think he's as good as Dak. I think Dak has a third dimension that he doesn't have. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say this. If you're telling me I'm only going to get Dak for a year, um, then the way I look at that is give me a guy that I know is at least capable, which I think Matthew Stafford is capable. And I, I disagree with Dave a little bit on the talent he's played When Yes, he's played one of the greatest receivers of all time. But you start getting below that, there are a lot of guys you will mention that will be like, oh, yeah, he had a really great guy and this guy and this guy and this guy. Stafford. Stafford, right. And you look at this Cowboys offense, they, they got some talent. They got a lot of skill position talent. So I, I think it's a little bit of a different situation. And I think you could probably, at his age, I think he's 33, you could probably expect you could get a few years out of him at playing at a pretty good level. So if I, if you're telling me I can only have Dak for one year, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm kind of with Dave, man. Tear the Band-Aid off and give me at least a guy for the next few years and let me start figuring out what I'm gonna do beyond that and start seeing yeah. if I can develop someone. Maybe I gotta go draft somebody mm-hmm. this year. Like, I, I would just wanna know right now, if, you know, before it gets to the franchise tag, I wanna know right now what I need to do at quarterback.
3: And that's the weird thing about it goes all the way back to, to Andy Dalton's situation. Let's say the Dak thing is, isn't gonna happen. He's gonna be on the tag, he's not gonna be here. Now you gotta figure what you're gonna do. You don't know if the free agency, you know, say, say Stafford's not available or whatever. Now maybe you do draft a guy at number ten or mm-hmm. trade up or whatever for seven eight and get one of these three really good quarterbacks. That's when you call Andy Dalton back and go, "Whoa, whoa, wait, wait, we will wait. pay you a three-year we want deal you yeah. to be." That you know, and it sucks. I hate that guy. I mean, I don't hate the guy. I hate it for the guy. I, I hate say, wow. it. I hate it for the guy. <laughs> I hate it for Tyrod Taylor when he sits yeah. there and holds the bag and waits for this guy to get ready. Fitzpatrick's been doing it for his whole career. Yeah, you know, John Kittner did it a little bit too. I hate it for them, but you know, they get paid so.
1: Yeah, and, and that's part of it when it's you get to it. that age in this league is you're going to be a bridge guy in a yeah. lot of instances because people want to have steady play at the quarterback position until they get a guy ready to be their long-term future. We didn't figure out that position, by the way. We didn't figure out anything in this last it, talk. I mean, there's know. nothing to figure out that, for and us. It, you know, again, the dominoes have to start with what are you going to do with your starting quarterback, right? right? Everything else comes after that, and until you know what you're going to do there, there really is no good answer. Dave, what do you have?
4: I will say that I think the one thing I've figured out, and I mean, it's not new, but I guess I've just been mulling it over a lot since since the Stafford News and since people have started talking about that, is, you know, theoretically, this could all play out the same as last year, where they tag him and nothing happens, and it goes all the way to July, and, you know, maybe a deal gets done, maybe it doesn't, in my mind... If this team doesn't have this figured out by like mid April, then it's just a catastrophic failure of organizational direction for a lot of reasons. Because, again, you got a top 10 draft pick, you got a chance to draft a future quarterback if that's what you need to do. You got a chance to pursue more. There are more quality quarterbacks available this year, whether through trade or free agency, than like any year I can think of. Um, So whether it's Dak Prescott or somebody else, they have a unique opportunity to set themselves up for the future. And if they don't make that decision in time to take advantage of it, then they're crazy. I mean, if you you let this thing play out all the way to July and don't get a deal done, and then you're back here with a quarterback on a one-year deal, and this time he can enter free agency in 2022, that's a disaster. So... I just I have to believe that this is all going to get resolved in the next 8 weeks. Yeah. It has to. I just I can't I can't see a logical reason why it wouldn't.
1: The interesting thing there is that the leverage as this thing goes on diminishes for the Cowboys even more because with every quarterback that's lost in free agency that could have been a, someone they went after here, mm-hmm. with every pick that happens in the draft that could have been a quarterback that they would have drafted, each one of those guys coming uh becoming unavailable makes it gives them less leverage in talking to Dak like they could always enter the negotiations right now saying hey if this doesn't work we got other options when those options are gone then it's a lot harder to make that that's, argument right that's
3: why March 9th is the key right yeah there. you get it done and so you know if you have to tag them I think you still tag them right um but then you know everybody knows the deal at that point and they got to get a deal done. they may go and sign somebody else and try to trade him and you know, it's,
1: a, it's a mess. All right, we're going to take our first break. When we come back, we're going to jump into the wide receiver position. And uh, the question I'll ask these guys is, is it important to keep the three wide receivers that you have together, or could you use one of them as potential bait to be able to upgrade your team in another area? We'll do, it, do that when we come back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio.
0: There's nothing as unique as our eyes, which is why SLR pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super-sharp vision, Essential Blue for protection, and Grisol for freedom from glare. Three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Want to show your Texas and team pride, too? You can. By purchasing your own Stetson, you can look just like how the flag guys do on field at every home game. Stetson Hats, the official crown of all self-respecting Cowboys and your favorite football team.
4: Get yours today at shop.dallascowboys.com or at stetson.com. I'm Jay Novacek, former tight end for the Dallas Cowboys.
3: Are you looking for something to change up your dinner routine? Help support support local Frisco businesses by choosing one of over 30 restaurants here at the Star District for information on delivery, takeout, curbside pickup, and dine-in options. Visit thestardistrict.com.
1: Welcome back. It is the second segment of the Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. We are presented by GEICO. We're going through the offense. We're talking about specific positions and players. We talked about the quarterback position. As Nick reminded us, we did nothing to (laughs) clarify what should be happening at that position. We will wait and, uh, and have that discussion at a later date when the Cowboys make some decisions at the quarterback position. I want to move to the wide receiver position, though, and I want to start with the top three wide receivers. You've got uh, Cooper, Gallup, and Lamb. I want each of you guys to, for me, I want you to rank the three based upon how they perform this year. One, two, three. Dave, let's start with you. Uh,
4: Cooper, Lamb, Gallup, that's not a knock on Gallup. They were all pretty damn good, especially considering they didn't have their starter, starting quarterback for most of the year. Um, you know, he wasn't perfect, but I, I can't say enough about how impressed I was with Amari, you know, setting a career high for catches, hitting 1,000 yards, um, had very few down games, and one of them was the night that Ben DiNucci was playing in a windstorm. So I I just thought... I thought he had a great year. CD was awesome. Would have been better if he'd had DAC. Consistency issues, drops and stuff like that, but so did Mike. Mike had a couple of really off games where he just couldn't seem to hang on to the ball. Um, but in general, they were all really good, but that's the order I'd put them in.
3: Nick? I'll just keep it just like that. I don't, I mean... We'll keep this thing moving. I wouldn't disagree with anything of that order. I disagree. I don't disagree with CD. He was a little bit inconsistent at times. You expect that as a rookie. Amari, you know, it uh, was good. Amari was good. I mean, you look at the numbers, and the numbers show that he was good. It was, sometimes you're like, wow, he did that. I mean, you know, kind of unforget, I mean, forgettable at times, but I mean, the numbers were there. And so, in that order, they're all three had their games. They had their moments. Um, that would be my order too. Amber,
2: yeah, same order. Was there a game where? The three of them were just bad. All three? Yeah. I can't remember. but it like, the
1: Danucci game? It doesn't seem like they got any offense in that game. In that game.
3: Yeah. And I don't, I don't know. I have to go I think back and I look at it. Gallup caught like six or seven passes because they was just those little quick, yeah. you know. Maybe the red Washington game, whatever. Uh, the first one went in the rain. <laughs> Those red, you yeah. know, those, you know, the red-haired uh, quarterback play. Yeah, that's what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, I know what you're saying. But well, I think
2: yeah. for the most part, for the whole season, I mean, they were pretty uh, consistent. Wise, like even y- you guys mentioned, Michael Gallup or even CeeDee being a little inconsistent at times. But I think that's where the other wide receiver pulled in and, and did their job. So that that was just. Uh, A nice break in that aspect of the wide receiver compared to the previous year, like where we were just all wide receiver by committee and trying to figure out what was happening there at the position. So just in general, to have people that you can rely on. If someone is having a bad day, you still have two other guys that can pull the weight and do their job. So, yeah, same order. I think uh, Cooper did sneak up on me. He's so forgettable to me, but at the same time, he did such a nice job. And then uh, CeeDee Lamb. Flashy plays. Obviously, you cannot. He cannot go unnoticed, unnoticed on the field. Um, I did feel that at times they were trying to uh, force the ball on him a little too much at certain games. I can't remember. I have such a bad memory when it comes to uh, specific games. But I remember there was one game where it was just like they kept trying to force it to him, and it just wasn't working. And they just kept going to him. But I just think that the three of them create a very very nice balance for this offense. Yeah,
1: I think it's interesting and I'm glad you guys pointed out how good of season that Cooper had because uh, everybody was talking last year about his struggles, particularly on the road, um, and I thought the the best thing I could say about him this year was his consistency across the board. It seemed like every game, or most games, uh, he was showing up and, and providing productivity for the Cowboys. I, I'm asked this next question, and I want to put it in context. You look at the two teams in the Super Bowl. And, and you see that they are offenses where they have multiple skill position players that are at the top, like really, really great skill position players. And so when you look at this Cowboys team, there's been a lot of talk this season where people are like, hey, can you take a you know, Michael Gallup and trade him off uh, because you already got great other skill position players. Do you guys think it's important looking at what's working right now in the NFL, is it important to keep these three together and have that number of really talented Um, skill position players, or do you think that it would be a better decision for the Cowboys maybe to look to take one of these guys, and, and again, it doesn't have to be Michael Gallup, any of these guys, and decide, hey, let's see if we can move this guy and get some other pieces that can help us on other parts of our teams where we may need some value. Nick, let's start with you.
3: Well, I... You know, if, if you're gonna if you're gonna judge the the teams that are in the Super Bowl and, and even in the Final Four teams, go back to that other conversation. No, well, okay. it, yeah, quarterback <laughs> yeah, without a doubt, but also I hate to say it, you know, because this this is the situation the Cowboys are in. But you know, look at Buffalo's running back. Look at the Chiefs' running back. Look mm. at the Bucks' running back. Look well, at the Chiefs Pe- got
1: a good running back. Who?
3: Hilaire? It was Is he playing?
1: He was the first round pick. Is yeah, he, he playing? Played, yeah, he played last week.
3: Okay, I, I, but he's not the difference maker for them. Like he's, yeah, but he's he has a good he's running He's a good back. player. Good player. Aaron Jones a good player in Green Bay and all that. That's not why, why they're winning, though. No. So that particular case— so those four teams are kind of showing it. They're, they're I, doing it in a different Are way. you trying
1: to say this? Because we're going to get to that conversation. Well, are you saying the running back here is the reason why they would be winning? Well, they, they didn't win. I know what they I'm saying. Do you, do you think that when they get back to uh, winning that your, he uh, would
3: be uh, the reason? I'll, I'll answer your question. My, the question, I, I'm not I'm not messing up these three receivers. I got these okay. three. They're, they're good. They, they open up things for the tight end. Okay,
2: you got me confused. What are you trying to say the, with the running back versus the receivers?
3: <laughs> that look on your face. Stop. I'm I'm trying to say that the uh, trying to say that the running back position in those four teams that's not really the difference maker of them. Is that where the league is going? Is that where the Cowboys are going? I, if, if the Cowboys are, they gonna have to try to do something and part ways with the running back. I'm not parting ways with these receivers. These receivers yeah. are good. They they made my tight end who, who somebody wanted to be cut off this team actually a Pro Bowl candidate. So. The th- these three receivers open things up. I'm not cutting them. We're, we're not gonna, trading them.
1: We're going to get to the running back uh, conversation later, probably in the next next week's yeah. show. But one thing I will note, and, and I want you guys to go look at this, go look at the rushing numbers this year across the NFL. There were only two running backs that had more than 1,169 yards. Think about that. 1169 yards is not a huge number as far as rushers are concerned. This year there were only two that had more than that. Was there like five at 1164? I mean, like No, no okay. honestly, like why'd you cut it there? Well, that was because that was the highest one next <laughs> okay. to those other two. My point is, my point is, I do think the NFL is changing, and yeah, I do think what you're starting to see more, and it proves your point, I think, is that this is becoming more and more, and you hear it all the time, but it really is starting to see, you're starting to see it in the numbers. This is a passing league, and this is also a league where it's very rare to find one runner running back on a team that's productive. Most teams have a couple running backs yeah. that they use in tandem to be able to do what they want to do. Amber, you're up.
2: I'm not ready to have that kind of conversation. I I still think that Zeke is very valuable, and having a running back like him, and, and, I get, and again, I get it. He, he wasn't necessarily great last year, but that was just one year, and I'm still hoping that he can come back this year and, and go back to what he used to be. Prior to 2020, but I still think that this uh, this team, even though they have three great wide receivers, they still need to be able to run the ball effectively. And I don't think that you can just do that with Tony Pollard, although he showed that. But that's not really what you're asking. You're asking about these three wide receivers. I would not trade them. I. It's just, it's like one of those scenarios where you finally have an area. Of the team that it's working, that it's good. Why mess with it? And I get it. You're trying to add value at other positions of need, but at the same time, it's like, man, let's just not create another unbalance in the in there. You know, yeah. uh, you could technically trade them and get something for them that you could uh, definitely use on defense for sure. But at the same time, I just I don't want to touch them. They're doing good. You don't need to work on anyone's contract. No one's is, is going out of contract next year. So let's just enjoy it for another year at least and, and just take advantage of them th- three again.
1: Dave
4: I hate what I'm about to say. Um, <laughs> I want to be clear. Michael Gallup is like one of my absolutely favorite people on this team I love the guy I think he's a really I think he's a really underrated player and a really nice guy uh but if you're you're talking about Michael Gallup I know you said it could be any of them no it can't C.D. Lamb is he has all pro potential on a rookie contract you don't trade that and Amari Cooper not only is he under contract which makes him harder to trade I don't think you can underestimate the impact that he's had on this team I mean Maybe Dak would have taken these leaps without him, but it doesn't seem like a coincidence that he started taking these leaps when Amari showed up. He is uniquely positioned to be both a fantastic possession receiver as well as a home run threat. His separation ability is unique even among NFL receivers. I'm not trading him. So you're basically talking about Michael Gallup. I don't love the idea of trading him because I agree with everything they said. But I think you at least need to be open to the uh, the possibility Uh, because he's only got one year left on his deal. You probably can't keep him. It's hard to say that for sure. We'll see what happens. But you know, Dak. If Dak signs, he'll eat up a lot of the cap. You got other guys to worry about. It's not realistic to think you can pay all three of those guys big deals. So if somebody wanted to offer me something good for him, a third round pick, maybe. I mean, I would be. I would. I would jump to trade him for a second round pick. That would be fun um and and you can i mean you can just turn around and draft another one mike was pick number 81 in the draft we saw look at the i mean look at how many amazing receivers came out of this last draft um and this year's class looks to be kind of similar like there's going to be a bunch of stud receivers in this year's class so if somebody offered me something good for michael gallup i would trade him but i don't think you have to by any means like I'm totally fine
3: letting him play out his contract, but if somebody offered me something really good for him, I'm here for it. Let me add to this part. Um, the thing that's unique about these, these three receivers is the fact that, you know, especially Gallup. Gallup's the guy, and I agree with Dave Gallup's the one that would be tradable in this situation. He's the guy that's like the least diva receiver on the team. Like He said the other day, I had 130 yards in the first half. Hey, it was about time for someone else to get some. Hey, we all can't get our numbers here. I mean, that's where it becomes a problem when you have three receivers and they all kind of want theirs, and they act like they're friends and now they're cool, but really they they wonder who's getting the ball and all that. I don't really sense that happening at all on this Mm -hmm. team, and I think that's a good thing. When you have three guys and they're not really fighting over the ball and they get along – I do. I want to trade him for a third round pick. The second round, you'd you'd have to listen. But a third round pick. I mean, if you just throw in the way the Cowboys are 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 drafting, you get rid of him. So now you now you got to figure something else out. And who did you get? You got a Neville Gallimore, a Michael Gallup, another you know a a Connor McGovern, Jordan Lewis, Malik Collins, Jazz Green, Terrence Williams, J.J. Wilcox. I mean, I'm just saying, you know, you have something really good, special here, and you're going to trade him so you can get this third round safety or corner. That might be good. Maybe is he really going to help you? I don't know. Now, second round, we'll talk. You know, you know. The, but third, I I'd probably just be good with, you know, because you won with the third rounder, right? Yeah, Gallup's yeah. playing better than a third round pick.
1: Yeah. You, you know what I would say about the wide receiver position, though. I do think that players are coming into the league a little more accustomed to the idea that they don't have to be the only stud wide receiver on the team. You look at yeah. you look at college now. And I, I saw a picture the other day of, of that Alabama wide receiver group last year when they still had guys that went in the first round this year and then all the guys that are going to go in the first round, including, by the way, a Heisman Trophy winner, and they were all in the same wide receiver room, right? <laughs> yeah. It's it's like I think they're getting used to the idea that, hey, it's okay if there are more than one of us because that means we're all going to get a shot and we're all going to get a chance because they're going to have to pay attention to somebody else at some right. point, right? And, and so I, I think that probably is a little different than what you and I grew up on when it comes to football. Where you had one stud wide receiver and then everybody else is just there to compliment him. All right, that's not the game well, let's anymore. Give, let's you know? give
3: Gallup credit then. He came from Colorado State. I bet he was
0: the one <laughs> stud was, receiver. He right. was, yeah, he was. He was. I would and, assume. And he's
3: just got a good. It's just a good mindset. It's, yeah. it's. You know, they're those guys. I mean, we saw the clip. I mean, they're talking about what were they talking about on the uh, one of those clips we had on the sideline? Sounds from the sideline. They're oh, talking yeah. about
1: yeah, it was some food. Kind of food. It was some. Yeah, yeah. it
3: was just like it was, it was like what kind of pie?
1: What yeah. kind of pie was, do you want?
3: Yeah. yeah. All right. Last oh question. and uh, yeah, what favorite pie? He goes, and that's Sorry. your problem. You like pecan
1: pie? that's your problem. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but oh, they got down. Let's go. <laughs> All
3: right. Last, Last question won, I have maybe. for
1: you guys on the wide receivers. Both Cedric Wilson and Noah Brown are free agents after this. Uh, at, at this point, uh, Brown will be an unrestricted free agent. Wilson, a restricted free agent. Uh, they both had some moments this year where I thought they contributed to the team in, in very positive ways. If you could only keep one, which one would you opt to to keep? Let's start with you, Amper.
2: I think I would want to keep uh, Cedric. Just be, You know, with Noah Brown, I mean, he's been an interesting guy. He, he was someone that caught my attention ever since he stepped on the field. I think he, he has the ability, but he just, he lacks that um, consistency. He hasn't been able to give you at least what I expected him to give me. And, and I know they don't use him every single time, but if, let's say, one of these wide receivers gets hurt, and you got to put a guy out there. I would rather have Cedric Wilson just because of the things that I've seen from him. Uh, and, again, he hasn't been the most consistent guy either, but his ability down the field and and, the, and him being longer just attracts me more as to what I want from a wide receiver and the things that he can possibly do for you. Nick?
3: I mean, it, Cedric Wilson is, is, is a guy that he made a huge leap last year. We saw it. Uh, he, he got along I mean, not got along but I mean like he had a good rapport with Dak you saw that was in the off season it carried over to training camp carried over to the, to the game he does a lot of different things uh, don't you know as long as he's not running fake punts on fourth and ten back there I mean as long as you're not doing that I mean he led the team in quarterback uh, rating and percentage you know I mean he he, was, he, he does other things uh, yeah he's, he's the guy there I mean Noah Brown listen it, it's been it's a good experiment it just didn't work and the very first minute of free agency, he's going to be on a flight to LaGuardia Airport in New York, and he's going to probably sign with the Giants. That's what's going to happen because that, that coaching staff loved him, and that's probably where he's going to go.
1: Yep. Nick? I'm sorry, Dave?
3: Uh, I mean, everything they said, but also
4: just keep in mind, Cedric's restricted, which means all you have to do is oh, put yeah. the – you could put the – Tender for the around, so it's first round, second round, round originally drafted. Cedric was a sixth round. pick. Oh yeah, Perfect. keep him on a one year, keep keep him on a one
3: year deal for very very cheap, and I think that just makes too much sense. I, the reason why I say that is it never seems to be. Usually it's it's the original round, and it's it's not you didn't draft them. Yeah, right. So, it's usually an undrafted yeah. free agent, but he was a draft pick, yeah. which yeah. so you'll yeah, take a six. I, I, just I mean, think that like makes too much yeah. sense. If if somebody wants to sign him and to take him, and you're
1: like, well, you're probably yeah. not going to match that deal. So and by the way, you you got three guys that we just finished talking about. So whatever happens beyond that is kind of just gravy, right? Well, maybe maybe that's a question we
3: could ask too. Is okay? Let's say that the let's say you did part ways with Gallup. Are you you do you like Cedric Wilson enough to slide him into that role?
1: Uh, let me ask you this: it, What you saw early in the year, he was making a lot of those big plays when Dak was here didn't seem to make a lot of those once Dak was no longer here. So do you think that maybe that's the key? We See go it. back to that first go question, back what's going go to happen to quarterback? Let's go back to the quarterback. It. And you yes. make the decision on think, him based on the quarterback. I do you think he that Andy Dalton's
3: not invited him into his house to go out there and throw a ball?
1: I, I don't know. It just doesn't seem like he was as explosive as he was with <laughs> that's, Dak that's for some true. reason. That's a good you know? point. All right, let's, uh, let's take our final break. When we come back, we're going to get some fan questions here in the final segment. Amber has those lined up. We'll do that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio.
3: Experience the most competitive and highest profile off-road motorcycle racing championship in the world when Monster Energy AMA Supercross returns to AT&T Stadium March 13th, 16th, and 20th. Tickets are on sale now. Get yours before they sell it at SeatGeek.com. Let me reiterate, March 13th, 16th, and
1: 20th. Welcome back. It is the final segment of The Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. We are presented by GEICO. We're going to get some fan questions. We've been trying to do this now for about two months. And uh, now we finally have a little time so we can get some questions in here. Amber, what do you have?
2: Well, I had a a question about the defense versus the offense and how much money the Cowboys have invested on one versus the other, which led me to think of this whole idea that (laughs) – I'm going to propose to you guys and see what you think. I'm pretty sure you guys are going to disagree. But you know how years ago, you used to say defenses won Super Bowls and won Mm -hmm. championships, right? And now we're seeing a league where it's more on the offense and what Mm -hmm. those guys are doing. With the Cowboys having invested so much money on offense, is this maybe a time where they should be taking a turn and trying to invest more on their defense instead and reconstructing that to where now their power area is their defense. So that way, maybe, maybe we start seeing them win more games than what we've seen in what, the past five, over five years? What do you guys think? I mean, and we know history repeats itself, so you never know when no. the league is going to turn back to going into having powerful defenses win championships. You know,
3: you could argue, I mean, that these teams that are in the championship game, I mean, they have good quarterbacks, and they have some really good defenses, too. Those defenses actually helped them. But, I mean, I don't know if you could say that's the main reason of what they do. I just think it's a cycle. Uh, I think the Cowboys need to start drafting, I mean, drafting for defense, drafting, you know, with their top pick, uh, maybe the top couple of picks. You know, and and the guys that they have hit in the first round, if they picked in the first round – haven't always connected, you know. Mo Claiborne didn't didn't work out. Taco didn't work out. The jury's still out on Leighton Vanderessa. I mean, it's worked out for, for a while, but if he if he continues to get hurt, then you're going to say that it hasn't. So uh, they need to not only draft, I think, defense, but you know they they got it. They got to hit a home run with this pick.
1: Yeah, you know, I'll say this. I I don't think this is something that's cyclical that it will go back at some point to defenses unless. The league makes that a priority because this is not by happenstance yeah. that the league has become offensive, uh, become an offensive league. It's because the league wanted it to be an offensive league, so they changed the rules to make it more slanted in favor of the offense, and that's why the offenses have become so explosive, and that's why defenses. I don't, you cannot convince me that defensive players are just worse now than they were. 15 years ago. I I think what's happened is they just made all the rules to where it's very hard to be able to play defense and not get a penalty. And so, that all, I mean, you think about the hits to the head and and all that kind of stuff, that's about player safety, but it it affects the defense and their ability. Nick and I, you and I grew up on on Ronnie Lott, right? Yeah. That was a whole different brand of football. Going across the middle, every receiver couldn't do it because it took a certain level of crazy to be able to want to run across the middle and catch a ball because you knew you were going to get lit up. So, it, it, the the game has changed and it favors the offense. I don't think that's going back anytime soon. So I think this is going to continue to be an offensive league. I think the one thing you'll notice, Nick, and you're talking about these defenses, defenses. I think that are successful in today's game. They're opportunistic. So you want to have yourself a somebody in the secondary who can get you some turnovers when they when the opportunities present themselves. You want to have at least one guy on your defensive line that can create. Problems for the offense. Your Aaron Donalds, uh, you know, Chris Jones is a, a guy in Kansas City. You, you want to find that one guy on your defensive front who can really disrupt things when when there are opportunities to disrupt things and in critical moments in games. But by and large, you want your defense to just basically hold the opponent to somewhere around twenty to twenty-three points, and have an offense that can score more than that, right? That's today's game. And so I think, yeah, the Cowboys are gonna have to add some 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 pieces. But I also think it's it's extremely important. It's more important for them to make sure that they can maintain an offense that can put up a lot of points because you just can't win without it, in my opinion.
4: I'll just also add to that that, and I mean, this isn't a this is not a it's not a blanket statement that's completely true. Like right off the top of my head, you know, Green Bay signed Preston Smith and Zadarius Smith in free agency. Kansas City, you know, Tyron Matthew was an amazing free agent signing for the Chiefs. Um, but for the most part, like good defenses are built through the draft anyway. You know, people talk about that San Francisco defense that got to the Super Bowl last year. Yeah, they signed Richard Sherman, but the strength of that defense was that disgusting defensive line, which was all draft picks. Um, you know, for the most part, yeah, like you mentioned, um, you mentioned Chris Jones in Kansas City, another draft pick. Like, I just think we spent a whole segment talking about the legion of boom in Seattle. The vast majority of that defense was just amazing draft picks. Um, so, yeah, I mean, obviously the Cowboys defense needs to improve, but I'm not going to ignore the offense for the sake of it. You got to have a good quarterback and yeah, they just need a draft better on defense starting in April.
2: Now, another question you talked Dave about free agency and this is on free agency Um if you were to not look at the list of the Cowboys current free agent guys, because that's pretty long right now, <laughs> but if you had to, to sign a free agent veteran guy uh, to the Cowboys from the outside, what, what position would you be looking at the most right now that you're like, okay, we definitely need a veteran guy that can come in here and help instead of just drafting uh, him?
4: For me, for my, I mean... AG, you're gonna love this. I would probably say safety. Cause they need they need them. They anyway. don't care
2: about safety. They need a. <laughs> we know well, that. You asked me.
4: You ask me. me. You asked me what I would say. Not what they would do. Um they just They need one. I think it's kind of unrealistic to think that you're gonna find one immediately in the draft. I don't love the options that are available at safety. Um, At the top of the draft, anyway, obviously, you can find some better ones later on. But, uh, you know, you think, I mean, right off the top of my head, one that makes sense is Keanu Neal just because he's Dan Quinn's draft pick. Um, And, and again, like, we got to be realistic. Like, this isn't going to be a team that breaks the bank in free agency. They can't afford it, and they hate doing it anyway. So, you know, Justin Simmons up in Denver would be fun, but I don't think that's realistic. Um, But, yeah, like a guy like a Keanu Neal comes to mind, like I said, mainly
3: because he played with Quinn for so long? Be careful because, you know, um, Mike McCarthy's draft pick was ha-ha uh, Clinton Dix, you know. And I'm just saying – and, and and we we thought that was kind of oh it would be yeah. a good good you know pick and it just cut him before the he just got wasn't here. ready you know yeah. I mean it just wasn't he wasn't a guy and he didn't never never played right Did he ever I don't think he team? played a game no
1: he got nope. cut before the season got here yeah
3: he didn't make the team
1: yeah I, I'm gonna throw a name to you guys yeah. I want I'd be interested to see what you guys think about this I saw this name pop up and it made me think and I they were talking about him as though he's a free agent so excuse me if he's not but. What would you think about a guy like Richard Sherman? Uh, he obviously has played with with with, with Quinn. Um, he is, by all accounts, one of the better cornerbacks in the league over the last 10 years, um, obviously at the end of his career. But you got a young guy that's coming up that you may want to maybe have mm-hmm. him around a guy like a Richard Sherman. What do you guys think about something like that if the Cowboys had that opportunity to get a Richard Sherman?
3: I love it. I love it. I mean, I think he... Uh... And, and and in the media we all would love it you know Absolutely. he's amazing he's one of the smartest yeah. guys in the NFL um you know he's he he really is i mean and, and 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 i think that that savviness that that those smarts has helped him become you know a really good player for a long time mm-hmm. um i did notice though in that game that they played the 49ers He wasn't
1: Oh no, he's not Richard he's, Sherman. He's, anymore. Not, he's He's not, not the Richard Sherman that he's was in Seattle anymore. at yeah. all.
3: But um, if he's willing to do that, you know, not all veteran players are willing to be that guy. You yeah. know, that, that helps the other ones. But if he is and he's willing to do that, uh, yeah, I think so. I think he could be a, a good player. I mean, you know, Brandon Carr was like that for a while, um, and he's a better. He's way better than Brandon Carr. But yeah. I'm, I'm talking about he was kind of that player and helped those younger guys.
4: As long as they treat it as. a... A long-term plan and rather than a solution like don't sign Richard Sherman and be like okay we're we're set at cornerback for the next two or three years like sign Richard Sherman and then go spend your first or second round pick on a cornerback and Richard Sherman can hopefully help him you know not just learn the defense but learn how to be a pro yeah I I love that as long as it's part of a larger plan
3: yeah because uh, they already had that they had it last year with Sean Lee like they had that guy yeah you know that that isn't you know he's a, he's a veteran guy. He's there for presence. He's kind of a coach on the field type of thing. So,
1: but you talked about how how smart Richard Sherman is, and I think it's both on the field and off the yeah. field. I think the interesting thing here is you got a new defensive coordinator coming in. He will probably want somebody on the field who understands what they're trying to do. Sure. And I think Richard Sherman or a guy like that. You talked about Keanu Neal. Same thing. You, you bringing somebody like that into the mix is just somebody that can kind of reiterate what the coach is thinking that he may not have time to say um, so that the other guys on the field kind of know what the defense is trying to do in a particular yeah, and I, w- I wouldn't say this about all
3: cornerbacks because I know people think this a lot, but you have to be smart to do it. But I think he is a cornerback as he's kind of aging a little bit and he's still got a good size to him. I think he could maybe r- rotate into a safety role. Uh, we've seen it, That'd be you know, Rod Woodson type yeah. guys, those guys. But you have to be smart enough to kind of understand. People think because you've lost a step that you could just play safety. It doesn't work that way. But I think it could with a guy like him. So I'm, I'm curious if he, you know, that's really interesting. I yeah. don't, I
1: don't know if you know how he would feel about that. But that would be an interesting, an interesting concept. I certainly would think yeah. it would be worth looking at and investigating Maybe. if you think he could do it.
2: Bring it in, anyone, any veteran guy. Don't care, just come on over. Huh. We need you. And the next question: We know with the changes in the changing defensive coordinator, and we talked about uh, the the linebacker position, Jalen Smith, him possibly turning into a better player under Dan Quinn. Who knows? We'll see. But after that hire, has the the. Priority of linebacker changed for you as far as how much help you need there? A linebacker, specifically looking at how bad the run defense was this year and even last year in general.
3: I don't know, Dave. I think I know more about the quarterback position than I know about the linebacker position. I mean, linebackers, um, I don't have any clue of what they're going to do there. Is Sean Lee coming back? I saw you know. Yeah, I mean, as it stands right <laughs> see, now, <laughs> he's Yeah, sorry. Yeah, Dave. We see things we're not always supposed to see. And, and, <laughs> but and whatever it was, it could be that could mean a hundred different things. Yeah, exactly. Uh, is Leighton Vanderish gonna come back? Is Jalen hmm. Smith even on the team? I I don't know anything about linebacker.
4: Let's just assume that everybody that's under contract stays under contract. I mean, that's only like that's only two guys, one of whom Leighton has had injury issues for two straight years and one of whom Jalen Smith had the worst year of his career. No, I don't feel better about it at all. Um, I don't I wouldn't want to spend the 10th overall pick on a linebacker. But, you know, just getting into my draft study, I'm starting to find a lot of intriguing guys that (laughs) might be there in the second or third round that I'm like. Hell yeah! Sign me up. Even if he's not an immediate starter, that's a okay with me. So no, I, I feel like it's a very big priority. Maybe not a first round priority, but definitely still a priority. Even like I said, and you know, Nick, Nick's totally right. We don't know for sure. I don't know what Sean's gonna do. Uh, I don't know what Jalen Smith's future is, but. Even if even if they're all on the team, I'm still interested in
1: upgrading. The I would say lineup. Sean Lee is going to be a part of the Cowboys in some way. In some way, I'm I'm guessing that too. I'm guessing he's going to be in this building mm. in some kind of some the kind of capacity. Not 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 necessarily implying anything, but just I just I think they uh, have a high regard for him, and I think he has a high regard for them. And I think typically when but, you have those kinds of situations. I think it tends to work out. Yeah, but if, but if he's not everything, y'all are.
4: Sorry, go ahead, No, go Dave. ahead,
1: Dave. Just
4: everything y'all are saying is an implication. You're implying that he's going to either play or coach for the Cowboys. Like, yeah. I mean, but it's not a very subtle implication, it's an, but it's, an it's still opinion. an implication. Okay. It's
1: an opinion. But, it's not an implication. It's an opinion. Yeah, it's it's my opinion. That's
2: not like guessing the lottery. Okay. That's something that you could easily <laughs> yeah. assume right. that would yeah, happen. It's not, right, It's suddenly. not a, it's not right.
3: a hard but, thing. But what we do know about it is he's not going to be a starter. Yeah, right. So, so yeah. It doesn't really matter then. Let's figure out who's you know who's gonna play, who's gonna start, you know. And I know I've seen I've seen the clips and I know there's some baggage to it, but I know there's that kid in Penn State looks like he looks pretty damn good. But and, but I, I think there's some issues there with him.
1: And here's my thing. Like I, I know Dave you said you wouldn't necessarily go with a tenth overall pick on linebacker. I, I look around the league and I'm like, man, think about like the really good defenses. They usually start with a really good linebacker. And so I, I just look at it personally, and I say, if you got a guy you think is is that good, I, I think go ahead and make the pick. Because I think right now one of the things that's holding this team, this defense back, is their linebacker play. I think they got two guys out there right now that didn't play great this year. Yeah. And I think if you can get that one position fixed, I think it makes a lot of other positions look a lot better. Because if you can get a guy that can cover as well as, you know, rush at times, as well as run sideline to sideline, I know that's not an easy thing to find, but you find that guy, it's worth it. You'll get more than the value back on that pick.
2: What really sucks I is that... Had a, I
4: actually had a great argument. Oh, sorry, Amber, what?
2: I was just going to say that what really sucks is that you actually recently spent the first round pick on a linebacker, and that hasn't necessarily gotten you where you want it to be because of the injuries and stuff. But... It just sucks that we're still talking about the linebacker positions a few years out of them drafting a first-round pick on a linebacker.
4: Yeah, that's true. Which goes to my, it kind of goes to my point. I, I got in an argument with Bucky Brooks on the draft show about this last week. Which, if you promise me you're getting, if I am getting Devin White, the Tampa Bay linebacker who has 160 tackles and 10 sacks and three picks, but how many are awesome. solo? But it's a good question. That's a really good question. But I mean, go go back and watch that game. Though, like the reason the reason Green Bay struggled wasn't necessarily linebacker. It was because Shaq Barrett and yeah, JPP were yeah. eating Aaron Rodgers. They were eating Rodgers alive. And I, I mean, yes, good linebacker, but they also play couldn't run the ball, and that had a it. lot
1: to do with the linebacker,
4: right? Hey, who's Who's beasting in Kansas City? Who's their beast linebacker? Guy by the name of Anthony, Anthony Hitchens. Hitchens, who was found in the, who's yep. found in the fourth round. You can find good. Bobby Wagner was a second round pick. Like you can find those guys all over the draft. I got you. I would just rather spend a top ten pick on pass rush or coverage. That's just me.
1: All right. We appreciate you guys joining us. That's a wrap. We'll be back next week. We're going to finish up the offense. We'll talk about the running back position, which I think there are a lot of questions and a lot of conversations around that. We'll also get into the offensive line and the tight end position. We'll do that next week. Till then, for Nick Eatman, Dave Hellman, Amber Garcia, I am Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break Live on DallasCowboys.com Radio. This has been a production
4: of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How
0: about this, Cowboys? Yeah!